few days ago, I made a trip to my neighborhood Piggly Wiggly grocery store. It was my first trip out of the house since the CDC recommended A few days ago, I made a trip to my local Piggly Wiggly grocery store. It was the first time I had been out of the house since the CDC recommended that everyone wear cloth face masks. I had to improvise something, so I found a bandana that I bought from at Camp McDowell last year and tried a couple of different ways of wearing it and finally gave up and just tied it around my head like I was some sort of bad guy cowboy from a western movie. The trip was uneventful. They had most everything that I was looking for. The store wasn't very crowded and about half of the customers were also wearing masks. I kept smiling at people that I would meet in the aisles and wondered why they didn't smile back and then recalled that they couldn't tell that I was smiling because my face was covered by a mask. I picked up some things to make breakfast for Easter Sunday because for the first time in a long time I was actually going to be home on Easter morning and then I headed to the checkout. As the young woman there scanned my groceries I laughed and said that I think the last time that I wore a bandana tied around my face was when I was a little kid and I remembered that it was more fun then than it was now. While I had been waiting in the checkout line, I had noticed this large flat box leaned up against the wall. There was a note written on it that said in big letters, return, and then underneath that it said, manager said not to order Easter cards. Thought about it, and this seemed like a sensible business decision to forego Easter cards this year, because I imagine folks wouldn't be browsing the card spinner given the circumstances. I then realized that also missing from the shelves seemed to be the decorative Easter baskets or the, and the impulse purchase items like peeps and chocolate bunnies. They had been replaced by practical things like rolls of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. There is a lot about the current moment that makes it feel like Easter is not going to happen. The world is full of uncertainty, and each day the news lists the numbers of people that have tested positive, those that have gone into the hospital, and those that have died. And right now in our country, those numbers continue to rise. Friends and family are out of work. People are scared. Things are uncertain. For those in our community that were already vulnerable because of poverty or lack of stable housing or food insecurity or lack of health care, there is even greater uncertainty now because the organizations and group that used to be able to provide support struggle to do so as everything is closed. Things are scary. Things are uncertain. And the end is not yet in sight. But it's still Easter. Tonight, we heard nine stories from the Hebrew Bible. If this was a, a normal Easter vigil, we would have likely only heard two or three, maybe squeezed in a fourth. See, we would have been in a rush to get to the baptisms, to get the lights on, to proclaim all the alleluias, to sing all the happy hymns, and to celebrate the first Eucharist of Easter. But this is not a normal Easter vigil. 
There is no gathering. There are no baptisms. There is no Eucharist. Instead, we get a moment to linger a bit longer in the stories of God's people. We hear the story of how God brought light out of nothing and declared that all creation was very good. We hear how God saved Noah and his family and the animals from the floodwaters and then made a covenant with them. We hear the promise that Abraham's offspring would be as numerous as the stars that God had created. We hear how the people of Israel were liberated from the Egyptians and brought through the Red Sea on dry land. And from the prophets, we hear again and again God's promise of salvation proclaimed even while Israel was in exile. We hear how God can take dry bones and make them live. We hear the stories of the people of God who again and again faced death and uncertainty and found that God was still there and that God still spoke and that God still acted and that the people were saved. Through Jesus, through his incarnation and his resurrection, we are joined to this awesome story of the people of God. So it is no wonder that when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary arrive at the empty tomb, the instruction that the angel gives to them is to go quickly and to tell the story of what they have seen. See, we are storytellers. We always have been. We are just like the people of God before us. We are called again to tell the story of God's salvation. And maybe in this time of uncertainty and sickness and death, we need to linger longer in that story. So, in our current age of uncertainty, where we track the numbers every day of the sick and the dead, where we leave Easter cards packed away, ready to be shipped back to the company, where it doesn't seem like there is space or time for the signs of resurrection, for the signs of Easter, we must be quick to tell the joyful story of our salvation. We may be like the Marys. We may leave this place still in fear, but I hope in hearing the story of God's people, we can also feel the great joy of this night, this night that we were saved. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia.